Resilience is something that most leaders and teams are searching for right now. And we have not only identified this at Jeff Hancher Enterprises, but we are doing something about it. The number one asset organizations rely on to thrive in today's ultra competitive marketplace is their employees. And with employee burnout rising sharply, the ability to meet business results is severely under threat. Poor management of stress can manifest itself at the individual level with low energy, poor judgment, and the silent killer at any organization apathy. If, a, if employees can't perform to their full potential, how can their organizations be expected to? So in our one hour resilience workshop, your team will learn how to identify what makes a person resilient and how that impacts performance. Also, the different types of stress, stress symptoms, and coping strategies, new tactics to help them grow and recover from stress, how to identify your current mindset about stress, and ways to align your response to stress to your purpose and values. To book your class or ask questions, please email us at jeff at jeffhancher.com. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, champ fam. It's your friend, Lem Woodson here. We are back with part deuce of direct communication. And today we're gonna to help out our friend, Amy, who messaged us asking for help and getting others to understand her direct approach of communication. But before we go any further, with me as always, to bring the value of this subject is Jeff Hancher. How's it been, Jeff? It's going well, Lem. I like this subject. I'm glad that uh, we decided to put this in two parts. You know, that first one, we kind of teed it up. We kind of looked at, yeah. you know, how to become a better direct communicator if you weren't one mm -hmm. uh, and some best uh, nuggets to be thinking about to go from maybe indirect to direct and what that might look like. So for some crazy reason, if you if this is the first episode that you've ever listened to, I would hit the pause button right now right? and yeah. I would go back to part one and yeah. tee up part one and then come back to where you're at. Yes. But uh, I like Amy's question. I like the transparency, which, by the way, uh, if you have any questions for us, let us know. A lot of our content is coming by way of uh, LinkedIn messages that I that we're getting, Instagram messages and, mm -hmm. and emails. That's how we come up with a lot of our podcast content. Maybe you're out there and you're like Amy and you say, listen, uh, that's me. I have a problem. I need, uh, I would like to hear Jeff's opinion on this. I don't have time to take all of your calls. So let's get this out on the podcast episode. But Amy, uh, look, you're not alone. Uh, there's a lot of direct communicators out there that feel misunderstood. The big question that we have to ask ourselves, am I, am I right? And the rest of the world is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, we pride ourselves on being direct communicators. And quite frankly, I would tell you, I'm a fan of direct communication, as I said in episode one. And I feel your pain, Amy. Uh, as a direct communicator myself, I have also felt very misunderstood at times. I remember I had an employee that worked for me once that uh, came into my office with alligator tears. And as we began to talk, the tears began to flow. Uh -huh. And uh, I had a great relationship with this employee. And I asked her, I said, what, what is the problem? And she said, I feel like all you do is, uh, is bark orders and you never thank me. 
Um, you never, you never give like the, the smiley emojis in, in your emails and everything's so abrasive. Yep. I was dumbfounded, Lem. I'm like, wow, I, I love this employee. I cherish this employee. I appreciate everything that she does. Mm-hmm. And here she was picking up this direct communication as me being abrasive and rude. Yeah. And it was an eye opener to me because sometimes it's true that it's not what you say. It's how you say it. And so I I feel you, Amy. And uh, if I'm guessing, Amy, you've probably had a lot of success. Uh, And that's a watch out for us direct communicators. Uh, We can kind of uh, I think you mentioned it in the last episode, Lem, uh, bull in the China shop. Mm -hmm. You know, you can beat people to death and win. Right. Uh, But there's a difference between winning and reaching your potential. Being a direct communicator and doing it the right way is going to help you get to your fullest potential. The good news is, is that we can both be directive and effective at the same time. If, if, if we're only direct without understanding our environment and our audience, we become labeled as abrasive and rude. That's happened to me. Um, The question we always need to be asking ourselves is, am I giving direct communication or am I giving damaging communication? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we are giving damaging communication and we have self-titled us as direct communicators. No, you're not. You're a damager. Yes. There's a difference between the two. Context mm-hmm. matters a great deal. Words alone rarely carry the full weight of meaning. And we've yes. seen this in, and you've seen this. If you have children, you have absolutely seen this. If you have a spouse, you've probably seen this. Mm-hmm. Here's an example of that. I see. If you say this with a smile and a nod, it can mean I understand. Yeah. I see. I see. You can say I see and it's said with little in an like with a frown and it can mean closing down this conversation. I see. Yeah. I yeah. see. I can even change my tone of voice because obviously you're listening to a podcast, you can't see my body language, but I can change my tone of voice and I can change how my face looks and I see looks two different ways. If I say I see with a haughty tone and a sneer, it can mean I'm angry and I'm going to get even. Mm -hmm. I see. Totally different. The same two words used three different ways, three different tones, Mm -hmm. three different uses of body language. Guess what? Same words mean three different things. Exactly. Being direct is an art. Being loud is not a skill. Right. Sometimes we have people that are just loud. They're the bull in the china shop and they mask it by saying, I'm just direct. Now, Amy, I'm not saying that's you. I'm not hating on you. It could be the audience that you're in front of, but it is a watch out for us like Amy. Mm -hmm. The more context wrapped around the thought, the more clues to your real meaning and how you'll come across to others. Always be taking note of your tone because guess what? Tone, it refers to attitude. Whether you like it or not, any of those, you've probably had this said to you as a direct communicator. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Of which you respond, what do you mean what I mean? All I said was, it doesn't matter what you said, your tone, your body language, it said more than what you said. Before you walk away from a conversation on a sensitive topic, consider the tone of the conversation overall. Did your remark fit the overall tone? If not, don't be surprised if it's misinterpreted later. 
If that's a possibility, take the extra step to clarify. Yep. Were you serious? Were you teasing? Uh, were you being playful? Were you being sarcastic? Whatever it might be, do some reflection on that because you may have you know some garbage to clean up later if you didn't do it the right way. These are all going to be factors in how you're perceived. There's a difference between doing things right and doing the right things. You can be doing things right and not doing the right things. This is back to winning the battle and losing the war. Well, Jeff, look, I'm just direct and nobody gets me. Okay, that's your problem. You need to fix that. People need to get you uh, because we're in a, as leaders, especially we're in a place of, we need people to understand our communication and we need to be able to influence people. So if your excuse is nobody understands me, what you're really saying might be, I'm right and everybody else is wrong. You got to fix it. The other thing that you can do on that note is observe your body language meticulously. Mm -hmm. Your body language often reveals the truth you would prefer to hide. Yeah. You can force the words, but controlling the body language, it proves to be a whole lot tougher to pull off. Yeah. When there's a conflict between words and body language, others will believe your body language all the time. Uh, let me say this again. You, we, you need to get this. If there's a conflict of your listener to decide whether they're hearing your words or your body language, they're going to believe your body language. Every and body time. language is very hard to fake. Always take note of what you're saying with your gestures. You know what? I'd like to take a moment right now and replug our emotional intelligence training that we have, because without emotional intelligence, all of this stuff that we're saying right now, it just seems like mumbo jumbo. You know, it's like, what do you mean body language? And what do you mean? It's not what I say, but how I say it. We need to be able to know how others are perceiving us. Yes. Perception is reality. Like you just said. If it's perceived one way, doesn't matter what you said. Right. It's how you said it. So, yes, Jeff at JeffHancher.com if you need more information. But we have that course. Take advantage of it. So, yeah. That's true. You're 100% right. You know, I appreciate the shameless plug, Lem. But, it, I mean, it is spot on. Like this yeah. self-awareness, you got to be self-aware when you're a direct communicator because, you could be uh, you could be getting results, but killing people. Yeah. If, if you don't do this the right way. Yeah. So it's very important to know that. And if you are a direct communicator and maybe you do have a brand of being a little abrasive, um, it's very important to build your personal brand. Demonstrate good intentions as a direct communicator. Some organizations I have found they value harmony over direct communication. And when that's the case, people hesitate to speak freely about what's on their mind because they're in fear of upsetting other people. So Mm -hmm. what they do is they choose to withhold disagreement or valuable feedback for the sake of this, uh, quote unquote, team harmony. But direct communication, it doesn't necessarily exclude harmony. You can be a direct communicator and have harmony. And the best leaders do this. The key to getting this done the right way is trusting someone's good intentions. When your first thought about someone is uh, this person said fill in the blank in an attempt to help, not hurt, that then your whole mindset on what that what they're delivering in their communication changes. 
Then direct communication leads to useful feedback, high performance, increased productivity. So you're already assuming you want people as a leader, you want people that before a word even comes out of your mouth, they're assuming the best. Yeah. This is all the groundwork that you're doing leading up to this. And as a direct communicator, this is important because you are going to be flirting with that line of abrasive a lot. So people have to understand your heart. As a direct communicator, you're going to need to work really hard to build a brand of someone that has good intentions. This will give you some grace when you're dealing with someone that doesn't consume your style well. Back to know your audience. Mm -hmm. You have to know your audience. Demonstrate your good intentions frequently. As as, As the direct communicator like I am, you need others to trust that what you mean, that you mean well, and that you value integrity that they value the integrity of who you are. This comes with the deposits that you make day in and day out. They can't be canned. We talked about this, Lem, in an episode a few weeks back in regards to not being uh, fake. Mm -hmm. And, hey, it's your birthday. Here's a card. You know, we're going to find these moments to engage people. As a leader, you have to do this. As a direct communicating leader, it's critical, especially if you have the passives on your team. Because you're going to be coming full direct. And even when you do it well, they're going to be on guard. So if they know your heart, it's going to give you a little bit of leeway. Now, this doesn't mean that if you bring in uh, ice cream every Friday, that you can be a jerk and say whatever you want. It doesn't mean that. But people need to understand your heart. So I'm going to give you a few tips that I think will help you uh, become a better direct communicator. And here's some ways I feel that direct communicators can improve their overall style and not be the person that always feels misunderstood and I'm right and the rest of the world is wrong. The first thing is, when possible, try to have face-to-face communication. And I get it. We're we're dealing with Delta variants and remote work and all of this. I got it. But face-to-face communication uh, at the time of this recording on... Uh, not September 10th, 2021. Here's what I can tell you. Face-to-face communication today means uh, Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever it might be. But here's what it doesn't mean. Email and text. Yeah. The, the increasing use of technology and corporate communication, it doesn't allow for communicators to read body language or tone. Correct. More personal communication can help direct communicators improve their skills. A face-to-face conversation can help solve some disagreements more efficiently than a series of short messages. Now, I can tell you, I get it. Who got, nobody got time for another phone call. I got it. (laughs) Text is easy, but I'm telling you, as a direct communicator, it's worthwhile. Yeah. You know, Lem, if you think about this dynamic, in 2019, did you do a Zoom call in 2019? Not a single one. Not a single one. I might have done two or three Skype interviews, maybe. It's crazy for me to think that I was, uh, you know, a hiring manager in a remote function for Mm -hmm. how many years and for however many of those years I did phone interviews and there was technology out there that I could see somebody and didn't use it. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy to think. And I also think as a direct communicator, how much this would have helped me uh, back in the day, how long ago it was, two years, not even 24 months ago, right. that I wasn't even using that technology. 
Now I can tell you, not only is it acceptable, but as a direct communicator, it's really going to help you get your point across because yeah. people are going to feel your, your spirit of your delivery. Yep. The second thing is engage in active listening. This is critical for a direct communicator. Indirect communicators, they, they often imply messages that you might miss if you are not attentive enough. You've mm-hmm. got to be paying attention while this indirect communicator is talking. I know it's driving you nuts. It drives me nuts too. But yeah. active listening can help you gain a better understanding of their message. Try to listen without interrupting. Observe this person's body language or tone and repeat what you heard to make sure you understand them correctly. This is going to be a great way to tee up your direct style. But if you're not actively listening, what they feel like is, is that you're just constantly talking over them and that you don't have ears, that you just have an agenda, that they're just rank and file, that they're just a number. And there goes that personal brand that you're trying to build. The third thing is learn to disagree. Conflicts are going to occur, need I tell you, if you've been in leadership any length of time. So it's crucial to learn how to handle them. Here's a few tips. This method I learned years ago, it's called the PER method, P-U-R-R-R. This is an acronym that's going to help you take some steps as a direct communicator to navigate conflict. The first P is pause. Always remember to pause before expressing your opinion regarding someone's actions or what they said. This is big for a direct communicator because like me, sometimes I just want to go in. I just want to, I heard it, I saw it, I'm going in and I'm all about being decisive, but you got to pause for just a moment before expressing your opinion because you're about to say something dumb, most likely. (laughs) (laughs) The U stands for understand. Seek clarification to ensure that you understand what somebody is saying. As a direct communicator, we're often quick to come to an opinion of what we think is being said. Gain clarity by asking questions. I don't care if it's a question as simple as, what do you mean by that? Or can you help me understand? But the you understand you got to seek clarification. The first R is reflect. Try to clarify the other person's intention before making conclusions. Nice. What is the intention? What are they, what are they trying to get done? I'm not asking you to find out if they're right or wrong. I know as a direct communicator, you love being right. And sometimes you even love proving others wrong. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about first understanding their intention. So reflect. The second R is reinterpret. Reinterpret someone's words to provide a very great response. This also helps ensure that you fully understood what their their intended message was. When you literally say the message back to them, if it's wrong or it's misinterpreted, that's when they're going to help bring correction and guidance for better understanding. The last R is redirect. This is when you need to redirect any conversation that diverts the important points of the conversation by focusing on you and who you're talking to is mutual goals. This is what we always want to get back to. If things are diverting away, we want to redirect back and we want to focus on what you're doing and who you're talking to and where that common ground is. So per, pause, understand, reflect, reinterpret, read and redirect. This will be in the show notes. Uh, You don't need to play this back a hundred times. Go get the show notes. It'll be in there with some great application activities. 
No. Number five, and the last point is you've got to be intentional as a direct communicator to be more diplomatic. Mm. Instead of seeking immediate answers, you can try to make requests with more diplomacy. For example, instead of asking why or why not, you can say something like, can you give me a little more background on that? This is a much different way to go about things. The request is still how it needs to be. It's very explicit, but it's less likely to offend the other person and it's more effective. Also, if you need to announce a negative opinion, you have to consider softening your language. We are we feel like if we have to say something negative as a direct communicator, we are just telling it how it is. And that's good because matter of fact, that's how we like to hear communication. So we're good with it. But if that's not how everybody is going to take your content and your information. So if you have to say something negative, soften your language and always remember, find a way to be more diplomatic. Being diplomatic does not mean that you have to be soft, weak, give up, give in. It doesn't mean any of that. It means being diplomatic. Don't be vague. You don't have to be fast and say, why'd you do that? Why didn't you do that? Give me a little more background on that. This opens up great dialogue and it tells the person you're talking to, yes, I might be direct, but I value diplomacy. So I hope some of those tips help you out, Amy. I like that. I like that. My favorite is the P and per, the pause, because I know personally, a lot of times when I'm dealing with direct communicators, if I give anything and their feedback is immediate, I'm like, you didn't even listen. You, were, you weren't listening. You were just letting me finish. You know what I mean? So it's, it's usually, I won't say it's offensive, but it's an, in, it's an indicator like, all right, next time I'm not going to waste my time explaining. I'm just going to do it. So right on. Yeah. yeah. And it goes hand in hand diplomacy. It's, you know, the more diplomatic, even when it's a shoot, it's a shot down idea or it's a very hard no, maybe diplomacy goes a far way. It goes far beyond the yes or the no. It just makes you feel valued. So, yeah, I love and, you know, especially if you are if you are the direct communicator and the people above you in the org chart are not right. That, that's right. when this diplomacy and whatnot gets even more critical because, and that can be frustrating because you're like, can we just run faster? Can we just cut to the essence? And meanwhile, the people you're reporting up to, it doesn't. You better find diplomacy because that is a case in point where you might win battles, but they're finding ways to get you out of the organization. Oh, Nobody yeah. wins that way. Nobody wins that way. Well, hey, great take-home value as Always listen, direct communication doesn't have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to damage your workplace. Just don't let it damage your relationships. Guard those, learn how to be direct the right way. So Jeff, thank you for these great tips. And today, listener, thank you for listening in. The last two episodes are perfect episodes for you to take advantage of our show notes. I said it in last episode and I'm saying it again. Take advantage of our show notes and be sure that you get them by going to jeffhancher.com forward slash show notes. So we're so glad to have you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And go out there and be the direct communicator we know that you can be. Keep communicating well and make sure that you never forget you have been set up to be a champion in this life. 
the Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead, inspire, win. 